The time to first antibiotic dose in patients with community-acquired pneumonia is a core quality measure by which hospitals and physicians are evaluated. Might this time pressure have a negative effect on the accuracy of diagnosis of pneumonia? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. James Welker. Dr. Welker is the director of the Franklin Square Clinical Research Center and has 10 years of experience in managing clinical trials, evaluating new medications, including anticoagulants, anti-infectives, and anti-diabetic medications. He practices as a hospitalist at Franklin Square Hospital in Baltimore. Welcome to ReachMD, Dr. Welker. Thank you for having me here. Tell us about this time standard for treating pneumonia and how it came about. Well, in an effort to ensure quality of care in hospitals, there's a number of standards that have been created over the past decade by uh, the CMS. And uh, these standards are largely based on what information we have available. So they have committees that review the information that's available for uh, treating common illnesses. And in the case of pneumonia, they reviewed the information that was out there. And initially, they found that patients did better when they were treated within eight hours of arrival to the hospital. And subsequently, they found that they did even better than that, even better when they were treated within four hours of arrival to the hospital, treated being receiving antibiotics for cases with pneumonia. So based on that information, they created a requirement that hospitals meet this standard. They have to measure it. They have to report it to CMS. And CMS uh, thereafter reports it on the Internet and makes it available to the general public so they can see how any hospital performs with regards to this what's called core measurement. Now, what are the potential problems with this time standard? Well, I, th- I think the issue becomes when you set a deadline for clinicians and you have so many variables that can be uncontrolled during that time period that in order to make the standard, clinicians will then, regardless of what information they have available at that time, they make a decision and they move forward with care. And if they only have 80% of the information back or, or if it's a less than clear case, they'll give a diagnosis and initiate treatment in, in an area of uncertainty where otherwise they may not have chosen to do that. And I think that leads to problems with the diagnostic rates that they're their ability to accurately diagnose patients declines, and that's what we suspected, that's what we looked for, and that's what actually we found. Now, tell us about your study that was recently published in the Archives of Internal Medicine. Well, this was a, it was a retrospective study. What we did was we went back and through medical record review and identified all patients that were admitted to our hospital during the time period when there was an eight-hour expectation. Uh, it was, we call it an eight-hour window for receiving antibiotics. Subsequently, when there was a four-hour window to receive antibiotics. And we did a chart review. And before we began the chart review, we defined diagnostic criteria for pneumonia. We based those off of those that we commonly use for clinical trials that study pneumonia. And, um, and then we looked at what was the diagnostic accuracy rate if we applied those criteria to these patients. So we looked at whenever they were initially admitted the diagnosis was made by the ER doctor, and as well, we looked at later in the, subsequent in the hospitalization. And as well, we looked at what discharge diagnosis was applied by the discharging physician. And we looked at all those ways of diagnosing pneumonia by criteria at the time of admission, subsequent hospital, and then as well, discharge time by the discharging physician. And we compared that for the two time periods to see if the accuracy had declined at all during that period of time. And indeed, we found that 
uh, the accuracy of of the ER physicians' ability to diagnose patients uh, declined whenever we created a more narrow window for them to make a decision on whether or not to give antibiotics. Now, was the study industry-funded? There was a uh, small grant from Pfizer Pharmaceutical Company to um, to support our our uh, the labor we had involved with 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 reviewing the charts. You know, and that's noted in the certainly noted in the uh, article. You know, this isn't a treatment trial, and the, the medicines that used that we use at this hospital to treat pneumonia aren't even. Uh, uh, none of them are made by Pfizer. So. Mm-hmm. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. James Welker. We are discussing his research in antibiotic timing and errors in diagnosing pneumonia. Uh, Dr. Welker, tell us the results of your study. Well, what we found was that during the period of time when the window got window period or as we call it, another name for it is the time the first antibiotics was reduced to four hours, reduced from eight hours to four hours, that the accuracy of the ability to diagnose um, pneumonia had decreased. And depending on how you looked at it, 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 um, it was a change of anywhere from uh, 50 to 70 percent. Wow, so a huge change. So, yeah, it was... It was um, Quite striking, and especially with the with the measurement of at the time at which they were making diagnosis, meeting criteria are commonly used for clinical trials. So, so that that uh, certainly uh, raised raised some concerns in our in our minds, and and there's been other similar research that has that has looked at this uh, looked at the impact of this process outcome on on care and. Um, uh, there was another article very similar to ours uh, uh, published earlier this year. Uh, I think it was in Chest that um, that in a, in a manner looked looked at it, but just used you know discharge diagnoses. Didn't didn't take the time to to do the careful chart review and create the diagnostic criteria for that was used for clinical trials. But similar in concepts and had a similar finding. And and then there was other there's been other articles that looked that have suggested uh, that there are. As we change this window of time, more people are being diagnosed with pneumonia and, and receiving antibiotics and, and other suggested other complications of that, such as increased rates of C. diff and, and such. And items like this have been written about as well. And uh, their association is less clear uh, because of limitations in, in studying those sort of outcomes. But um, but all this has led the uh, all this information, and, and I think our article was sort of the, 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 the final article that, that uh, has led the CMS to actually change the timing window up to six hours. And that's interesting because that's a very arbitrary number. You know, they have right. data where they studied eight hours, and they have data where they studied four hours. <laughs> and they don't have any data where they studied six hours. <laughs> but I think they looked at it and said, well, you know, our article clearly showed that, that the ER doctors four was, seemed like too little time, and it was compared to eight. So I think they felt like maybe they picked somewhere between those two that it would give them a little more time, and, and maybe things will be a little easier for them. So, so what's the theory behind that? Why is four hours not enough time? What, what happens, you know, in four hours that, uh, that changes if you give them six or eight hours? I think there's a lot of variables there. I think that I think it all depends on your, the, your particular emergency room, how busy you are, how, how, how you're staffed, how quickly you're, 
your, your various lab tests uh, come back to you, you know, how, how short your typical waiting time is in the waiting room. Um, I think there's a lot of variables there that, um, that affect this. But I think, in essence, what, what you're looking at is you're looking at physicians in a situation where they look at the clock and say, it is, you know, I have to make, I have to give this patient a diagnosis and give them antibiotics because my time's up, and therefore I'm going to do so. And uh, so I think, you know, I think as we look at this, and I don't want this to be misinterpreted, I think it's as soon as someone's diagnosed with pneumonia, they should get antibiotics. And the sooner they get them, uh, probably the better their outcome's going to be based on the data showing that patients do better if you get antibiotics sooner. But I think where, where we run into a problem as a healthcare system is whenever we take and try to apply that information universally to an entire ER, or in this case, all ERs in the country. And, and that gets into this part where you know, physicians need to have the time they need to make diagnoses and make them accurately. And then once they make the diagnosis, they should treat the patient immediately, but they need the time that they need in order to accurately diagnose the patient. What lessons have we learned from all this about guideline creation and performance measurement? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a very interesting question. I think where we are is we're just realizing that, that as we apply these standards to the healthcare system as a whole, meaning, meaning across the uh, country, we don't necessarily know that the outcome is going to be as good as what the research suggests it's going to be. And I think this gets into this, this uh, concept of, uh, I think that Wojtarski uh, wrote an editorial about, our, about an article in the archives, and he titled it, Measuring the Performance of a Performance Outcome. I think there's a realization now that we have to, um, we have to be doing that. We have to, employ, you know, we have to implement process out, outcomes and to be able to standardize our hospitals and measure them. At the same time, we need to have a design in place uh, to, to, to measure that and, and ensure that there aren't unintended consequences of the outcome and ensure that we are getting the benefit out of the outcome that we expect to get. Because these outcomes, you know, for example, the pneumonia outcome was measured retrospectively in um, Medicare patients. And so then you take and you apply that outcome that was predominantly a group of people over the age of 65, and you apply that to an entire emergency room, which has a variety of people, patients mm-hmm. in it. You know, so you have to realize that they're, they're, that the outcome may not be what you desired. So hopefully in the future, you know, my hope is in the future that they implement an outcome at the same time when they arrange the process outcome, they arrange a method of measuring all the potential consequences of it, intended and unintended. And, they, and then, of course, at the same time, that means... Uh, arranging the, the funding to ensure these studies are done and, and working with institutions that are capable of completing them and ensuring that, that, that these, that these uh, process outcomes or their performance is measured uh, at the same time they're implementing them. Makes sense. Now, any other words of wisdom? Uh, if you were king of the uh, guideline committee <laughs> that you would suggest in the future how we can learn from our mistakes? I don't think. I mean, I think that um, that's my biggest point is... Uh, or those, those two points are my biggest points, is that specifically with pneumonia, that you, you sh- we should make sure we defend, physicians defend their need to have adequate time to, to diagnose patients and, and begin treatment. And then when treatment, is, once the diagnosis is made, their treatment should be done immediately. And on the other hand, this issue of, well, as a country, we need to 
be measuring the performance of our performance measures. Makes sense. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. We've been discussing the antibiotic timing and how it may lead to errors in pneumonia diagnosis with our guest today, Dr. James Welker from the Department of Medicine at the University of Maryland. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Lunt, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at reachmd.com. Register with the promo code RADIO and receive six months of free streaming for your home or your office. If you have comments or suggestions, please give us a call at 888-MD-XM-157. Thank you for listening.